are Locked On Rays, your daily Tampa Bay Rays podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, my name is Kevin Weiss. I'm Ulysses Sembrano, host of Locked On Rays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You can subscribe to Locked on Rays on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and online at fanstreamsports.com. And when you get in your car, tell your smart device to play Locked on Rays. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Locked on Rays. Well, Ulysses, we are joining our listeners on a Friday afternoon. It's also the first time this week we've spoken in person since we had some pre-recorded episodes with RM Layton, which we thank him greatly for doing those and providing some insights. So it's, it, it seems weird. I feel like we're, we're just gonna, this is just going to be a disaster of an episode, but I, I hope not, you know, I hope not, you know, may, may, maybe 2021 is going to be better than 2020. Maybe this episode is better than our expectations, but yeah, it does feel a little bit, uh, odd uh weird to see your face through my screen uh it, it usually is the the normalcy but um yeah this feels odd this feels new i know it's just so weird i you're always uh geared up though wearing the Rays shirt and the Rays hat and getting ready for spring training which i guess will be in a month or so so can you believe that though like before we get to kluber because we're going to talk yeah. about kluber people um dude 30 days that's incredible that's incredible. The season just ended with, with you know, who shall not be named or he who shall not uh-huh. be named uh, uh, being taken out in game six by the Dark Lord. Um, right. It's uh, it, it just it feels like it's it's flown by, man. Yeah, it really does. And I don't know how to feel about that because I'm still I don't know if I'm ready for baseball to return. Or I don't know if I'm ready to re- to go back to recording five days a week. Maybe I just need a little extra <laughs> vacation and, and breather after what was uh, an interesting year for sure last year. So, all right, banter aside, let's get right into it. Um, there wasn't a lot of Ray's news this past week, but there was a little snippet that was sort of interesting, and that was the Rays were among the teams that were – at a Corey Kluber workout bullpen throwing session in Palm Beach. I say the Rays were one of the teams. Turns out there were like 25 teams. There were like (laughs) two dozen teams. So it appears on the surface they would have a lot of competitive bidders if they were to uh, go after Corey Kluber, which very much could be a possibility. But at the very least, the Rays being there shows there's some inherent interest and maybe a possibility of him coming to the Rays. We know this franchise loves loves to get guys back on their feet, loves to get guys at low value and, and have them rebuild their value and move on to somewhere else. They've already shown to try to do this with the Michael Walker signing. So, but Corey Kluber is... Uh, I think it's safe to say in a completely different class than Michael Walker, as far as accomplishments and pedigree yes. concerning his, uh, a, a two time Cy Young award winner and has finished like in the top 10 to other times. I mean, there was a five year win, like he was on a hall of fame trajectory from 2013 I mean, to 2018. Now the last two years have been very iffy. You had 
he only pitched one inning in 2020 before he was shut down. Uh, and then 2019 was more of a freak injury where a comebacker broke his forearm. And now he sits as of right now without a job looking for, I believe a one year deal trying to reestablish his value at 34, 35 years old. So Ulysses, you've been talking, I mean, you, you've kind of thrown this in throughout the off season Kluber. Why not? Why don't we go out and sign Kluber? Let's make a move for Kluber. Do you think it happens? Do you think the Rays are going to pull the trigger on this thing? I mean, I would think they've got a lot of money to work with, seemingly, right? See, yeah. So, so let's let's hit every one of those points because those those were all really good points, Kevin. Number one, is he cheap? His 2020 salary before COVID and all that was around 17.5 million dollars. You have to think that's going to come. Okay. Uh, I mean, DJ LeMahieu just got $15 million uh, a year uh, by, by the Yankees. So you have to think that it's, it's less than 15 mil. Okay. That's number one. Number two, yes, 2020, he was literally absent. And 2019, very messy. But 2018, he's third in the Cy Young voting. So this is a guy not very far away from, from, from peak. Um, Again, his injury, although it's in the shoulder, apparently it's not an injury that can just take out a pitcher and they will never be the same again. This is something that, right. that can be rehabbed and it's not the end of the world. It's not Tommy John surgery. It's not something that, that, you know, that will affect forever how you pitch. So we have to take that also into account. However, I have been a push a pusher for, for Kluber, for the race. I think since off season day, number one, uh, thank you for giving me props there. Um, yeah. but, but, you know, I think it comes down to the financial flexibility. Neander said, we do see this 2021 payroll to be around. I, I believe he said 60 to $65 million. Correct. Uh, yes. Correct me. For, yeah. 60 million. Right. If that's 60 million, you're, you're talking about almost 20 million that you could put into this team. Again, arbitration aside, and, and we know the arbitration figures uh, and, and results are going to come out today by the time that you, everybody hears this, that they'll know before we do right now. But having taken that aside, there is money to sign a one-year deal for a guy like Kluber if the, the salary is less than 15 mil and probably more than 10 mil. You know why I say this is because Drew Smiley signed for $11 million with the Braves. Are you kidding me? If, if either Smiley's agent is the best in town or Corey Kluber has the worst agent ever if he doesn't get right. Drew Smiley money. So you have to think it's, it's going to be between 11 to $15 million and if you don't pick up the option for Charlie Morton, when you know his injury history, when you it, when a player is in your team, you know everything about them. They don't pick a guy in the late 30s that provided so much for the clubhouse, not only the numbers, but it seems to me it would be a very difficult reach for them to say, okay, we'll take that injured 30-something-year-old for $15 million. That It just doesn't compute. So you're saying it's likely not going to happen. Is that what you're looking at? 
I don't think it's going to happen. I would love for it to happen. Understood. I heard the numbers. I don't know how accurate this is. And again, if you've got 25 bidders for your services, that could put uh, the value way up higher. But I was hearing somewhere in the six to $8 million range with just a ton of incentives, like incentives that would bring that contract up to $15 million. To your point though, you know, if you're spending a 12 million one year deal on this guy, you might as well have just picked up Charlie Morton's option instead of gone through all this and try to take a flyer on a guy hoping that he returns to some semblance of his Cy Young award form, but it's fun. It's interesting. And, you know, the thing that I think works in his favor um, is the fact that you look at this guy and he's never been, as he gets older, he's never been a guy that's gotten away with high velocity. He's never been right. a 96, 97, 98 guy. He's a command and control pitch on the edges, pitch at the knees, work that breaking ball. And that gets a lot of guys out. Uh, and I think, being more of a finesse type of pitcher. You don't need to, like, I think in his bullpen session, he was throwing 90 or something like that. And that's, that's really all you need. 90, 91, 92. That that's really all you're looking for, for Corey Kluber, because he can work the the cutoff of that, the curveball, the change, like he's got a lot of different weapons at his disposal. Um, And I don't know, because it's funny at first when the off season started and you had mentioned Corey Kluber's name, I was like, I don't know. It seems like it's been a while since he was productive and it's going to be, I I guess pretty much three years now when we enter 2021 and he hasn't really done anything since 2018, but I look at it. And again, you, you had a freak injury, you had a shoulder injury, which I think if this has been a normal 2020 season, he probably could have been brought back. I think the Rangers could have brought him back and said, okay, let's see if you can pitch this last month, month and a half of the season, but you just ran out of time. And um, I don't know if that injury speaks to a larger problem of his arm breaking down, or if it was the fact that you had the pandemic and he was basically thrown against a fence without supervision. And then the, the wheels sort of came off once gameplay started, I guess. Well, didn't we start to say that the trend of pitching injuries? I mean, we've talked about this endlessly, but the Rays had 12 pitchers, five going Tommy John. Like you, you see this across baseball in 2020 and the injuries on the pitching, on the pitching side were just unreal. Uh, it, it was just, it's an outlier of what's been happening in the past year. I, be, I believe at a, there was a point in the season where there were, players on the IL pitchers, uh, the combined number of the last two years. So 2018 and 2019 pitchers up to that point, up to 2030 games played, uh, the combination of those two years w- was the result of 2020. I mean, that's, that's, that's right. incredible. So, so you have to take that into account when you say, yeah, he got hurt. He could have come back. It's a 60 game season. He doesn't obviously do that, but you know, just to, I mean, I mean uh, Again, I don't think it's going to happen, but can the Rays get him so the Yankees won't? I mean, the the, the Rays the, the Rays stealing someone from the Yankees uh, does not belong in this universe, you know. Uh, but yeah, at, at least financially speaking. But it would just be nice because they're looking for pitching too, and they were at those workouts too. And so uh, sometimes you have to flex, and what better way to do that 
then say, buddy, sure, you can go to, to New York, fine. But we know pitching. We've done this before. Nathan Yovaldi, do you remember him? Hello. I mean, you've done this with so many players. The pitching has been a factory since 2008. I think for Corey Kluber personally, he he looks like a soft-spoken guy. He doesn't look like a show-off, uh, you know, guy that, that 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 needs the cameras on him. Yeah, go to the small market team. Go to the place where you have the opportunity to lead to lead a staff where you have really good young players and they have the ability to go to the playoffs. Isn't isn't that the yeah. best world that you can have for a person like Corey Kluber? And who's to say that he even wants to go to a big market like the Yankees, where you mentioned sort of a soft-spoken, goes-about-his-business type of guy playing with the Indians and the Rangers. The Rangers, I guess, not really any good at the time that he was there. But, um, you know, I like that theory of just sign him so the the Yankees (laughs) don't sign him, or the Blue Jays for that matter, because I think the Blue Jays certainly – could be in play for a guy like that. And I think, you know, if you're talking about a one-year deal, and this is a guy that even though he's won two Cy Youngs, and I'm talking relatively, as far as his career earnings, it's not all that much for a guy who had put together so many good seasons. It's like $42 million. Like, put that into perspective of what uh, we talked about, the career earnings of Phil Hughes, a couple of weeks ago, he made like <laughs> yeah. 65, 70, 75 million dollars. Like Phil Hughes right. in comparison to Corey Kluber, like Corey Kluber never got his opportunity to make a ton of money. And yeah. I say that to say this, you know, not only would the Rays be a good spot, but your money goes a lot further in Florida as compared to New York or another Northeast market. And the other thing, he's got that built in Florida connection because he played at the Stetson University. Look at that. The land. So there's a little bit of that. I know he, I think he lives in Massachusetts. Uh, Wor- uh, I don't even know how to pronounce it. Worcester. It's, oh, yeah. it's supposed to be like Worcester, but yeah, Worcester, whatever. But, but it has it's, a it's like in a really odd place for a pro baseball player to live. I don't get it, especially a guy that I think went to high school in Texas, but that's neither here nor there. But I feel like you could, again, you, you want to try to take your money as far as you can be able to do that. And I feel like, Tampa Bay would be a good spot to be able to do that. And And, what I love to see is I love to see the Rays give him a two-year deal, but I don't think he wants to accept that. Like I love to see, okay, let him be a bulk pitcher, build up, take your time. And then we're really going to maximize that value in 2022. That's what I'd like to see, but I don't think he's going to go for that at all. I don't think so either, but I think, look, if, if you've heard about, if you've heard the podcast since, you know, the game six was done. We've noted how this team is definitely not better than the team in 2020. I don't think it's better than the team in 2019, to be honest with you, um, especially because of, of what's happened um, behind the dish and, and, and on the pitching side of things. However, you put a Corey Kluber in this rotation, which starts with Glass now, Yarbrough, Kluber, Waka. Mm-hmm. that seems a little bit more thick. That seems a little bit more dense and, and, and respectable, really. Um, I, I, Michael Walker could be fantastic, could do great. I don't think Michael Walker should be the number three in a Rays playoff team. I really don't believe so. Right. Uh, 
I want him to shut my mouth up and, and, and post, and that would be fantastic. But I don't see that. I do believe a Corey Kluber could do that. And, and, and then now it, it really starts to, okay, maybe this team can, can actually not sneak into the playoffs, but become really successful uh, uh, in their run to, to go to the playoffs. Again, uh, I think Corey Kluber would change dramatically yeah. the, the makeup of this team to not only right now, I think they, they are an 88 to 90 win team. I, if you put Kluber, I think they definitely get to 90 wins. This is, they, they go after the division instead of, okay, we'll just take one of the wild card spots. That's how much I think Corey Kluber could change. Now, is it going to happen? I don't think so. I wouldn't put a bet on betonline.ag. Yeah, I wouldn't either. And it just it's just one of those things that it's one less question mark I feel like you'd have to worry about as far as putting together your rotation because again, yeah, if as of right now you got your one, two, three, I guess Walker's your third. And then after that, is it Fleming? Is it McClanahan? Is it Patino? It's guys that intriguing, yes, talented, yes, but how good are they going to be as quasi-rookies in 2021? And I think sticking in a veteran like Kluber, and even if he, look, I'm not expecting him to provide Cy Young-type level production, but maybe Yanni Torinos. He replaces Yanni Torinos, yeah. one of those types of deals. And if you get that type of production, I think that could be the the part that maybe pushes you over the hump into a playoff caliber team, assuming there's not a ton of injuries and everything like that as well. So it definitely is a fun, interesting discussion. I guess something it looks like he's going to sign this weekend. I just really hope it isn't with the Yankees. That would, uh, that would really suck uh, yeah. <laughs> because after they signed DJ LeMahieu, and I know there's kind of a connection there with his pitching trainer also has some sort of contract with the Yankees, but right. Um, it is with it is what it is with that. It's funny because at that workout there was also Steve Shishak and Anthony Swarzak, uh, and nobody cares about them. Nobody's like yeah. nobody. <laughs> it the- it's all about Corey Kluber. This is yeah. Corey Kluber's workout. I guess they're all uh, represented by the same agency and everything like that too. But uh, you know, it's it's fun to dream. But we are certainly not going to put a prop bet on if he will or will not sign with the Rays. Uh, I will say though, hey, you know. A little bit of uh, Ray's quasi Ray's news. Your boy D Rob signed a deal. Look at that. Oh D Rob continuing to get jobs, <laughs> this time with the Milwaukee Brewers for 900 grand plus $400,000 in performance incentives. Look at that. Aren't you Good proud of him. your buddy? Oh, my God. The I, proudest. Hey, if, if Nick, Nick Franklin in the making right there, Nick Franklin, if and when I become a dad, making. I'm just going to teach my son to, uh, learn to play every position because that is what they're paying Daniel Robertson for. They're paying him to just, okay, play third. Okay. Play I short. Would do something play else. Second, I would play do, first play. I, outfield. W- <laughs> I, I, I would do something else. I would teach him, uh, to, to, to be a backstop because you can bat 130 and people are still going to be like, no, nah, but you can, can you see how he frames though? Do you see how he calls games though? You're like, nah, it's okay, buddy. You don't have to hit. You can just watch Magazine now. He gets paid $4 million. Oh, Perry knows it. There he yeah, is. Yeah, Perry's, Perry's showing some unrest here too. 
The the one skill that Daniel Robertson doesn't have is the ability to sign autographs for fans. We've learned that. That is one skill he does not have up his sleeve. Maybe he did for, that this offseason. For older ladies at on. that. For older ladies at that. Can you believe that? Just just discriminating older ladies. That's just not right, man. Daniel Robertson never lived up to expectations with the Rays. That is for sure. All right. Uh, being it a Friday, we have some baseball trivia for you. But first, we have to tell you about some of our good friends like betonline.ag. There is only one place that has you covered and one place we trust in the betting world, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code locked on L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for your 50% welcome bonus. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use that promo code locked on to receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from, uh, from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. So whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com and see all the parts available for your car or truck and be sure to write locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Okay, Ulysses, it is that time for baseball trivia. Before I get to that, though, one last thing on the the Kluber discussion. I, I think if the Rays do sign him, there should be a clause in, in there that requires him to have that tremendous beard that he was known for. You got it. That you got to have that little intimidating presence there. I, I think that would be great. I think that'd be great. Uh, I, I, I'm all, all for that. I'm all for that, man. You, you know me. I, I, I'm, yeah. I'm a beard guy, so so I, I would 100% support that. All craft beer guys have beards of some <laughs> sort. I don't get it. It's a cultural thing, I guess. Uh, hey, that that might be what pre- prevents him from signing with the Yankees. There you go. Get a facial hair, right? Let's go. Let's do that. Okay. Okay. Let's go for that. That could be a deal breaker. I'm telling you, these baseball players can be wonky, superstitious. Like, think about how, like, Garrett Cole, I wonder if he would go back and sign that contract because he's got that turkey neck thing going on without his <laughs> goatee and beard. He knows how bad he, he looks. He's like, Does he, heck, he, I, I'd, I'd rather I just sign a $100 him. million dollar deal with the Twins or something than $300 million with the Yankees and have to go through all this nonsense. In any case... Baseball trivia. We present to you baseball trivia. Ulysses, I guess it is your turn to grill me on today's show. 
Indeed, you are on the hot seat today. Uh, Being that today was the international scouting draft uh, for prospects, uh, I I got in the mood. And so this is the question. It has to deal with prospects here. Of the top 15 Rays prospects, can you name 12 of the top 15 Rays prospects? Now, again, just because they're prospects does not mean that they haven't played in the major league. So, again, of the top 15 Rays prospects, can you name 12? 12. Why 12? What what comes up with this number 12? I, I, I felt like that was a, a good barometer of, of, of knowledge, of, of uh, you know. That's just a very okay. arbitrarily, yeah. And so it's got to be within the top 15. Yes. And what site are we using here? Is this MLB.com? Correct. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, and I guess I get three strikes here. Well, I'll start with uh, Wander Franco. Correct. Uh, Vidal Brujan. Correct. Uh, Shane McClanahan. Correct. Patino. Correct. McKay. Correct. Okay. Let's see here. Top 15. I don't think they put Randy Arozarena for whatever reason in the top 15, unless they moved him recently, which is an odd move. So I'm going to skip that for now. Uh, Shane Boz. Correct. Taylor Walls. Incorrect. Okay. So I count six thus far, I believe. Uh, Ronaldo Hernandez. Correct. Okay. Man, I want to say somebody else from the Padres trade, but I don't know if I can. I don't know if they're high enough up here. One of them? Okay. No. You already have Patino. Okay, there's only one. Oh, boy. Um, 12. That is a large number. 12 of the top. Can I give you, can I give you a, 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 a suggestion here? Go with, go with pitchers. Okay. Lots of pitchers. Um, Brent Honeywell. Correct. Joe Ryan. Correct. I don't think Josh Fleming's in the top 15. Uh, more pitchers. Are these pitchers on the 40 man? Ooh. No. Uh, oh, okay. Nick Bitsko. Correct. I think that's 10 so far. I'll say uh, yeah. JJ Goss as well. Correct. And I think I just need one more player, right? Unless my math is correct. Yes, you uh, do. Uh, heck, I'll say Randy Rosarina, although I don't think they moved him up yet. No, you know, this is the thing. They hadn't, but so many other sides had had them. I looked like three to four, and 
it's weird. They had him at like 22 uh, MLB. So yeah, I, I, I'm okay with including that ALCS MVP and the destroyer of all postseason records. Yes. One of the race top 15 prospects. Yeah. That's so odd. I, it must be an age thing. I don't get it. They should just take him off Maybe. the list, quite frankly, and just say he's a major Honestly, leaguer. Yeah. Um, but he can be the, the rookie of the year this year. So that's nice. Uh, that is okay, true. So can you give me three more names? I mean, you three go, more you, in the top you've 15. You've already done it. You've already done it. You, 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 you cracked the trivia. But can you give me that extra credit for three more guys? Three more guys. Uh, I said J.J. Goss. Did you hear that one? Yes. Yes. So he's on there? Yes, correct. Okay. You got him. Oh, boy. Uh, are we talking pitchers here or... Uh, no pitchers, uh, infield and outfield. Okay. I know a guy I missed, um, Josh Lowe. Correct. Uh, I like to say Kevin Padlow, but I don't think that's right. It's probably a strike. Strike two. Okay. Well, it's strike three, I think. Just give me the other oh, ones. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Greg Jones. Right. Oh, okay. Greg Jones. Oh, I, Xavier Edwards. Favorite. Dang it. Slap blank prospect, baby. Never forget. Slap blank. Uh, it'd be really funny if he ends up having a higher career war than Blake Snell when it's all said and done. As far as then better. If that, if that happens, then they better get him uh, on a team friendly deal. Let's get out, man. Oh, I didn't do too bad there. No, you got it. You cracked it, baby. Let's go. Yeah. You did fantastic. Yeah, it's a it's a lot harder to do it just from memory as opposed to just googling and looking <laughs> at the list. I'm telling you, after the first couple, you got to really think there. So, yeah. uh, how about this? Um, this is becoming a weekly tradition, and since you grilled me with a trivia question, I'll give you a little ditty. Uh, name that okay. war. Let's do and it. You've killed it. I think pretty much every time we've done this. Uh, and this guy is a former Rays farmhand. I'm sure you're familiar with him. Uh, Josh Hamilton. What is Josh Hamilton's career war? That's a good, that is a good one. That is a very good one, Kevin. Um, okay, let's say, man, I want to do, e I always go with easy math. So I'm going to say he was in the majors for 10 years so let's go 10 years he had four years where he was stupid good like just stupid good for four years so that means we could give him and he was even he was even an mvp i think in 2010 so that would give him let's do five war for four years pretty impressive that would be 20 and then for the next five years he was probably like a one war player two war player so that would be five times two that'd be 10 plus 20 that'd be 30 um i'm gonna go with 32 very good guess you're very close i'm gonna give you another one you're very close okay I'm not going to say higher or lower, though, but okay. I just want you to guess um, again. We'll take the best one. 
34. Okay. Uh, his career war, according to baseball reference, is 28.2. Ah, God dang this it. Is a guy who was a five-time All-Star, three-time Silver Slugger, an MVP winner. And yeah, from 2008 to 2012, he was absolutely bonkers. You wonder what he could have done if uh, he had stayed healthy and clean. And like, if he didn't dabble into the drugs and the substances, man, yeah. we're probably looking at a guy that, and he'd probably be in a Rays or Devil Rays uniform. Plus, too. anger management. If he would have, yes. you know, fixed that too, that, that would have been great. But as we saw, that... Um, let him down the wrong path, Kevin. How many home runs do you think he had in his career? Uh, and you're right. He, he played uh, nine years in the big leagues. Okay, the last so couple were injury riddled. and I'm going to say uh, those four years, he probably averaged around 35. So 120 plus five. So 140. Uh, I'm going to go with 190. Wow, very close. 200 on the nose and a 290 career batting average. Of course, that 2010 year, he batted 359. Unbelievable. (laughs) He should get bonus points for that home run derby, too, that he had back in the day. Yeah. Yeah, that was, I think, in Yankee Stadium. it It was nuts. 2009, I think it was. Yeah, but just guy with so much talent, but of course, damaged on the inside in, in multiple respects as well. So very good. Again, you killed it. You are like you are the king of getting within a couple of points of what a certain player's <laughs> career war is. So that's that's the most that's the most decent way of saying you're always wrong, but it's cute how you try. And you know what? Uh, I, who I hope that it's not uh, wrong. It's the race with their international top picks, bro. I'm happy they got a Venezuelan kid uh, as their first choice. They got to pick two times in the yeah. top twenty. So one from the Dominican Republic, their first pick, however, was Colmenares, uh, uh, shortstop, I believe, from Venezuela. So. Hey, get me, get him with a team friendly, make him the franchise player so I can buy a damn Jersey, man. Let's go. Let's do this for me. Yes. That'll have to be a Montreal enjoy him. I don't know. Oh man. (laughs) Have to sneak that in. We have to sneak a Montreal joke in once a week. It is part of our (laughs) contract. It actually, it's written down coherently that that's what we've got to do uh there actually is i mean it's funny we're recording on a friday but there's a lot of raised news coming out today and i'm sure over the weekend that we'll hit on next week including the international signings as well uh 2020 is mercifully over so it's time for a fresh start and a few more wins if you're betting this year and want more wins Listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They're picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get podcasts. As a reminder, be sure you check out our Patreon page, patreon.com slash raise unfiltered. We've got some new episodes up there that 
uh, we implore you to check out. Very entertaining. And uh, we curse a little bit too. So if you want to hear us <laughs> do some of that and talk about our personal lives, it's, it's good, fun stuff. Uh, all right. That wraps up this edition of Locked on Rays. Now tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked on MLB Prospects. Hope you all have a wonderful day. Stay safe and we'll talk to you next week.